Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Yo, what is going on? And welcome to another episode of the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life, part of the Believe Network. I'm Ramsey Abushala, editor of UrbanPitch.com. To my left on the couch, Julio Matarosa, Bridget Flores, the co-executive directors of Vibes. We're, we're cozy gang. That means one thing. We, we got we got ourselves a Zoom guest. Yes, indeed. Zoom guest, cozy vibes. And she came with all the vibes today, the setup, the look, just the energy. We appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, so this is our first guest of the year. Um, so we're, we're kicking things off at the right way. We closed. She's 20- starting off. She's setting the bar high. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so this is the new standard. We're going to take a screenshot of this and send this to, to future Zoom guests. This is what we need. We're going to need uh, at least some form lights. of lighting. You know, we need some at least 1080p camera, pre- preferably 4K. But, you know, we'll, step we'll make it up. Do with whatever. What yeah, step exactly. It up. Exactly. You but, don't need this mid-level <laughs> guest anymore. <laughs> yeah, but no. No, no, she's she is <laughs> a multi-talented streamer, uh, host, uh, you name it, she does it. Uh, Casey Anderson, aka Shy Casey, uh, what's going on? Thanks so much for for joining us. Thanks for having me. First guest of the year. It's a lot of pressure, but uh, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna have to, uh, you know. No, no pressure. I don't want to put. I don't want to start things <laughs> off on, on pressure. We're gonna keep things nice and loose, and and you know, I I, I trust that you know we, we scheduled you first for a reason. You know what I mean? So like, so we just gotta let the art do do, do its work right. on it. So we don't have to. We don't have to try extra hard. You know what I mean? I mean, all your Appreciate accomplishments, it. all your accomplishments, the things you do already speak for themselves. So. You're already starting off on a great note with us. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. So, so us three, um, sp- speaking for us, we're, we're not very much into the gaming world at all. Um, I, I, I'm not entirely sure about them, but Mario Kart and you know <laughs> the the occasional um, you know game of. Uh, of of 2k is is the only thing that you're gonna get out of me i have played fifa i'm absolutely garbage at fifa um <laughs> it, it it only contributes to you know uh, a stress like overall stress in my life that i don't necessarily need um i do see the you know the addiction the addictiveness of it i'm just terrible at it and it just makes me puts me in a, in a worse mood um but Something that is very interesting to to all three of us, and we we were talking about this um, uh, go, coming into to the episode, is the overall growth of just uh, esports and, and gaming in general, and the competitiveness and the, just the overall level rising over the years. And I think you know, obviously, you being in that space and, and having seen that firsthand, uh, what what has that been like just to see that growth over the over the last few years? Yeah, it's been super cool. I think that. From a football perspective specifically, it's such a needed space because even if you're a fan of just the gaming side, like a lot of clubs are investing, right? Because if you're a fan of someone playing the game on the virtual pitch, you're most you're more than likely going to be, be a fan of them on the IRL pitch as well. And so I think that there's just so much growth that has happened within even the past couple of years in gaming. And it's nice because FIFA slash it's now called FC. Right. So I've, yeah. I, I have to I have to condition myself to say that. But <laughs> it's it's cool because it's one of the games that will never go out of style because soccer football will always be in. And it's a very, very understandable game and it's family friendly. And so everyone understands what's going on. Like if you compare it to other games like League of Legends, you watch that and you're like, what in the world is going on here? I have no idea what that is. But if you watch a game of FIFA FC, you're like, oh yeah, this is soccer. I get that. And so there's a very, very easy entry level into that. And honestly, like more and more people are playing it every single year. I've seen some of the numbers from EA and like they're making some crazy dollars. And so 
I, I just think that it's just going to increase over time. And it's been fun. To, it's been fun to be a part of because I really jumped into it uh, when COVID hit because I think a lot of people picked up passion projects around that time. But um, it kind of grew into something that I never really anticipated. And it's been a fun ride. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. It's playoff time and the road to Vegas goes through San Francisco and Baltimore. Bet Online is your number one source for playoff football odds, stats, trends, and lines with everything from point spreads to hundreds of player performance props. Head to Bet Online today to stay updated on all the action. Bet Online, the game starts here. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, for one, like, I admire seeing you as a female in the gaming world because you don't see much of that, and it's always been something that has been pushed away and set aside for men or for boys, you know, growing up. So to see you in this space is definitely very admirable and inspiring and i think also you know with it fifa now called fc I, I have to get used to the name the new name but not only is it like a very you know like popular sport but it's also very traditional it has a lot of historic background like i remember from way back when i was younger my brother loved playing fifa i would play fifa with him and my my um, the biggest thing i love to do for christmas was buy him the newest fifa video game and like that was like my favorite thing to do because I knew he loved it it was something that we got to do together I was never very good at it but I just enjoyed that time with him and it has like its history it has its context but like what was it for you that brought you that passion into playing into gaming yeah so I have two younger brothers and all my cousins are guys as well so I think that growing up I played a lot of sports and I played a lot of video games and so I haven't always played FIFA. I started playing FIFA in 2017. Um, that's when I really started to take more of a focus on the soccer side in general. But I've always played video games. Like I had the original PlayStation, the original GameCube. And so mm. I developed from that. And uh, no, I've always loved it. But then I've kind of merged the worlds with my passion for soccer as well. And so it's kind of just the best of two worlds. And it's, it's so much fun. So you started with PlayStation because I growing up, my brother was Xbox gang and like it couldn't be anything else. Like we mm. couldn't if his friends were PlayStation, we couldn't associate with them anymore. Like we had to cut them out. <laughs> no, PlayStation only. I've never had an Xbox ever. So okay. maybe me and your brother wouldn't get along. Right. <laughs> <laughs> They're very tribal about these things. Right. Yeah. I know. I just remember those little things like beyond that. I didn't really play and I wish I did. But again, like truth be told, it wasn't something that was uh, like I was allowed to be associated with or like it was normalized for me to be a gamer. I remember we used to get me and my girl cousin, we used to get in trouble for being in the room with the guys playing games um, on their Xbox, on their PlayStation, because it was for boys. And like, why are we hanging out with the boys and in the boys room? And we're like, well, these dolls don't do anything. Like, what do you <laughs> expect me to do? It was just it, and that's just like the stigmas and the stereotypes that I grew up with. So to see you and, you know, other female players changing that that narrative, like I appreciate it because it's something that I had a passion for and like I liked and I enjoyed. But I, no one ever allowed me to to, you know, journey into that or like see where it could go. So to see you doing it. It's super dope to, to witness that. And, and you're doing amazing. Like you're breaking barriers in MLS and beyond that. So shout out to you. I appreciate it. And to be honest, like those stigmas don't go away as you get older either. So they're definitely still there. Like I, I honestly, I get death threats playing the game sometimes. Damn. And so it gets, it's honestly super, super intense. But at the end of the day, I hope that some people are watching me like go live on Twitch and there's little girls that are like, all right, if she could do it, I could do it. So mm -hmm. it's inspiration there. So yeah. 
That, how do you deal with the banter? I know I try to play uh, FIFA during COVID as well, and some of these kids are ruthless. They're like, this guy is probably 30 years old, like in his parents' living room, like, hey, how do you guys know my life? Um, <laughs> so how do you deal with these people's banter? Like, these kids can be really, really ruthless. I'll be honest, like, I can easily give it back to someone, so I have no issue talking back to them and, you know, calling out whatever I need to. But at the end of the day, like, you can only take so much banter. And so there does come a point where I'm like, all right, I have to block this kid. <laughs> because at the end of the day, it's probably someone like some 11 year old little Timmy sitting on his keyboard, like, <laughs> you know, like giggling to himself he's, as he's typing these messages. But for the most part, I'll just like talk back and it's not that big of a deal. I'm kind of used to it by now. <laughs> Yeah, I hate little Timmy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I was, I, was, I was a little surprised about, you know, the death threats and all that because, like, notoriously, the gaming community is a very wholesome, you know, it's not very toxic, you know, it's, it's, it's a very, it's a great place to be, you know, especially, you know, when you're online and, and, and you're in these, you know, uh, like multiplayer game type scenarios, like, uh, you know, it, it's, it's just a very... You must be talking about, like, Club <laughs> yeah, Penguin. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> it's the wrong room. Like, no. These kids were, they were, I was like, these guys are comedians. It they're just really great. gives people the opportunity to be someone else or to be someone that they couldn't be in person, which is kind of scary to think about. Yeah. Yeah. But also, there's a block button for a reason. So if mm -hmm. you need to block someone out, it's it's easy to do these days. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you do you find yourself hitting that quicker, um, or or now now that you're uh, kind of uh, streaming more often and like like you said, you had a four hour day coming into this. Like, um, do you find yourself going to the block button more quickly, or do you kind of give them the benefit of the doubt and kind of banter back and forth a little bit? Um, it depends on what they say. I think that there's a line, and if they cross it, then I probably block them. But the nice thing about Twitch is that we have moderators that kind of do it for you as well. So. I don't have to moderate everything myself. Slash half the time they're deleting things before I can even see it because I'll be oh, in the game and then I'm, I'm not even looking at the chat. So it's gone. I don't even have to worry about it, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's dope. That's do nice. you select like who's helping you moderate or is that something that's already set up for you? Like how does that side of the Twitch world work? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one because I think when I started off, I had people that I know IRL do it, but then they couldn't dedicate the time. And so the people that have been in my stream day in, day out, who I've never met, in person like one of my mods lives in tunisia one lives in what? germany so yeah it's it's pretty cool but they are in my stream every single day and they make sure it's a safe space that oh, is super ones. dope yeah. that's i think that's also like the other side of this is that you get to connect with people that you would never come across in real life and like you would never even have that chance to meet because of the distance yeah i so i was just in london last week for a pro event I, i'm a reporter for that and one of my now best friends, she's also a FIFA streamer. I was telling her, I was like, I see, she lives in Canada and I've never even been to Canada, mm -hmm. but I told her that I see her more than some of my IRL friends, which is kind of insane to see her to say, but I travel so much due to FIFA and due to football and that sort of thing that I am in the same like realm as her pretty often. And so it's mm -hmm. cool because that never would have happened. And some of the people that I never would have met from countries all over the world without this game. Um, and it's I, honestly, I'm just super, super lucky because we've all been put in the space and we all love it. And I, I mean, I've met a lot of different women through it, too. And so we've kind of band together and uh, we stick up for each other if anything crazy is happening. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and so talk about the start of the like kind of building the community, and you said you started during the the pandemic, and um, how how did it grow from there? Like, what were some things that clicked in in your head, and and when did you realize that this could be you know like a totally viable option? You know, because I know you, you you were working with the fire, and you were working in sports at the time, but um, when did you realize like like oh man, like you know this could be something I could completely do on, on, on my own. Was it because the fire were not having a great season? You were like, I got to find something. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, so I actually worked for the fire for six seasons. I was in marketing there. And at some point, they needed someone to take over esports. And I just put my hand up because it was something that I was interested in. And that was kind of what pushed me and propelled me into this whole world. And then COVID hit, like I said, I started streaming on Twitch. I actually, I started streaming Animal Crossing, which is such like a random <laughs> game to play. But like, I was too nervous to play FIFA because right. a girl going into that, like it was a big step. So it's like, all right, let me just like plant my flowers in Animal Crossing and like <laughs> kind of like tiptoe into Baby the scene. Steps. Yes, exactly. And then started streaming FIFA and then it kind of blew up. And then I got to the point where I was streaming. No, I was, I was working nine to five plus working game days for Chicago Fire. And I was streaming 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. every day. So that, I mean, it was the longest days and it was not sustainable, but I did that for two years. And one day I was like, all right, I either have to choose my passion project, which is the gaming side uh, in addition to football or stick with the Chicago fire and just like stop that because I was limiting myself on both ends and I couldn't be like the best that I could have in either of them. Mm -hmm. And I was like, can I pay my rent with what I'm currently doing in my, in my passion project? And I could. And so I took a major pay cut, no more like salary, no more benefits, healthcare. Mm -hmm. And I just dove headfirst into that, signed with Man City, started getting other deals with like EMLS and PlayStation, stuff like that. And so I'm lucky enough to the fact that I've been able to grow with what I am, but it was not an easy thing to do. And I'm lucky that I did it. So now I've been full time in this passion project for like a year and a half now. And um, it's been going good. So, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And I know you're a Man City fan, but how did that like connection um, happened for you? Like, how did you go from, you know, working with Chicago Fire to working with Man City? What was that connection? Yeah, so I've been a Man City fan for quite a while. It's always a question, right? Like, when did you become a Man City fan? Like, are you a bandwagon? That sort of thing. But I've been a Man City fan for quite a while. And they just kind of started watching through there because they're obviously their sister club is NYCFC. So I've met some contacts through the fire NYCFC connection there. And then they wanted more North American viewership because they have a content creator over in Manchester. Mm -hmm. And then they wanted someone who was streaming on NA times. And so they saw me and we just had conversations over about six months and eventually like, all right, do you want to be our official content creator and do some hosting for us? And I said, yes. And they're one of the reasons, one of the biggest reasons why I was able to quit my full-time job with the fire because I was able to supplement some of that and do that but it's been super fun i went on the preseason tour to tokyo and seoul with them and i've been able to do some pretty sick stuff with them that what, is what was that dope. one thing that made you a, a, a man city fan was it that claudia claudia reyna uh, american uh, playing for man city being a big name for that club what no was it? so originally it was pep guardiola um i love his attention to detail because I, I remember, so back in the day, like I used to watch Women's World Cup and Chicago Fire. That was my main two soccer inputs and in, into anything that I watched. And then I went to college, I went to DePaul University and I had a couple of friends there that are like, you like soccer, why are you not watching the Premier League? I was like, yeah, but like, then I have to really like, cause when I invest myself into something and I choose something, I'm like head first, like diehard fan. 
And so I was like, I'm not ready to choose that. And they're like, no, 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 like, please choose a prem team. And so I did like a bunch of research. And then I obviously knew about Pep Guardiola with his days at uh, Barcelona and all that. And so I chose him, fell in love with players like Yaya Toure, Vincent Company, and the rest is kind of history. Yeah. Have you had a chance to, to meet Pep when, when you do stuff with uh, Man City? Uh, I haven't spoken words to him. <laughs> I've, I've, I've been a couple feet away. I don't know what it is. Like, I don't get nervous around any of the players, but when I'm around Pep, I just like, I'm so nervous. It's just like, he's, he's, no, he's got an, he's yeah, he's got a very intimidating aura. Yeah. He gives yeah, that yeah. yeah. But one day I'll work up the courage to talk to him. Yeah. And I'll, I'll let sure. you guys know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. We got to come up with some icebreakers maybe <laughs> yeah. uh, that, that you can, that you can use for. Aside him. from like, how's the weather? Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah right, right, right. Yeah. You got to come up with something. for lunch? <laughs> I've been like, Hey, you're from racing suck last game. I'm joking. Hey, my name. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to ask you, like, what was that transition like for you to go from obviously already doing you know great things with Chicago Fire to then being being given the opportunity to work for a team that you love and doing the work that you love like what was that transition like for you and how did that feel it was really cool because I think one of the first times that Man City flew me out I was able to go to my first prime game at the Etihad which I had never done and the difference between U.S. soccer and European football is is very very different and the fans are different and even just the vibes right like it's all about the game itself and it was really really cool to be a part of that and so they also give me a lot of creative freedom which is which is awesome so I'm able to make any type of short form long form content um, I'm filming everything and it was also cool because they have two professional FIFA players and three Fortnite players and so I'm able to make content with them and that sort of thing and they just really pulled me into whatever I'm comfortable with. If, if they're like, yeah, we have this random video you, that if you could film it from Chicago, we'll do it. Um, I'm, I'm on board without anything. And so it's been a really, really cool opportunity. And I did a, I recently did, this was the coolest thing I did with them, a video with Gatorade and them with Jolien Lescott, who used to play for Man City. We played baseball in Japan. And then it was like a Gatorade video that got pushed out everywhere. But like without Man City, I wouldn't be able to do any of that. Play right. baseball in Japan with Jolie Lescott, who previously played for Man City. And so it's like random different things like that, that without them, I couldn't do. So I'm super lucky. Yeah, that's super dope. It's just like those those type of opportunities that it's like a once in a lifetime kind of thing, but you never think yep. it happens until it does because you're doing that work and you're putting in that effort. That is so cool. What's... um. So going from like MLS to Premier League, what do you think, what's the difference that you've seen? What's the biggest difference you've seen and how, how do you feel about that? Because you're going from one league to another and they're both completely different. And sometimes they're even like compared to, to kind of like talk down one on one over the other. Yeah, I think it's different from club to club. But for me, the biggest difference is in Europe, specifically England, the focus is purely on the football aspect. I think here in the US, we bring in, so, and I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but we bring in so many other aspects, whether it's music, fashion, like there has to be other things joined with the football, like the football isn't enough. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Like we need to make more of like a culture around it, which I actually like, right? Like I think there's a lot of different add-ons to, mm -hmm. to football that isn't just the game that's on the pitch. But in England, it's purely you are there to watch them play. And it's, I mean, probably drink too. But <laughs> but other than that, that's that's all it is. That's, that's all they care about. And so I think there's pros and cons to both. 
but that's probably the biggest difference for me. Yeah, and a lot of what we cover is that cultural side mm -hmm. of the sport. Um, and I think um, because it's, it's also maybe a, a difference in style of like sports fandom, um, whereas, I mean, there still are by and large a lot of diehard fans in the U.S. When it, when it comes to all sports, NFL, uh, MLB, NBA, um, you know, even MLS to an extent, you know, there's there's a lot of like rabid, you know, people that would, you know, fight for their club, like get into, you know, fist fights, you know, like whatever. But I feel like in in the in the UK, especially like, you know, it's a different type of allegiance where you're born into it. You know, it gets passed down from generation to generation. And the culture is still there um, when it comes to fashion, when it comes to music, when it comes to all of that. And it's not as big of a part of the game day experience because the game day experience is, you know, we're here for a result. We're not here, you know, to, to put on a fit, to, you know, to like go, go to like the pregame uh, tailgate festivities, at least to my knowledge. Um, so I feel like that's like a, a big difference. But I, I do think that the, the culture as if we keep injecting culture and um, giving fans more alleyways to get interested into soccer. I feel like that's one recipe for growth, especially here where things are already starting to trend up. Yeah, but definitely uh, the EPL has been going on for hundreds of years, so it's going to take time. We, anybody yeah. I know the MLS is about to be 30 years old, um, 27, around 27 years old. So what they've done in 27 years is great, but that uh, for my, most of the teams, you, you can hear families go, my dad, my dad took me to my first game, uh, my first Manchester United game. Um, I remember this, this, is this, and that happening. So before that can happen in the U.S., that uh, father and son, family and uh, kid uh, going to games, remembering those days as a youth and growing up and passing it down to their kids. So it's going to take a while before we even get to that level. Yeah, I agree. I, I just think that we just need some years on us, right? Like if we're talking about when MLS was started, I was – I was in middle school, right? Like if we're talking about when Manchester City was, I, I wasn't alive. So yeah. <laughs> that's, that's just the difference. Big and difference. I think right. we, just, we just need time, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wanna switch over to, to the FC side of things and, and the gameplay side of things because uh, early this, uh, over the summer, uh, Bradford Lancer, who's also a, you know, a, a streamer and a, and a big uh, FC player, uh, we did a video with him that I got like cut out of, I think like 99% of, but still like, you know, like I, I, I knew it was going to happen, but still anyways, um, oh, wow. uh, I still remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Uh, but no, 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 that's not, that's not, that's not, I don't bring up. Um, that was just a, you know, detail Contact. that I had to, you know, but anyways, we were having a really good conversation about, you know, uh, FIFA and FC and, and the name change, but. Um, another big change was the addition of, um, you know, women's players and, and uh, bigger commitment to putting in women's players into the game, whether it's the NWSL, uh, the Women's Super League, um, and, uh, and integrating all of the, you know, these uh, – because, I mean, I think that they've been in the game before, but I feel like now it's uh, they've put a much bigger push to it. What have you seen um, in terms of, like – because – the, the game hadn't come out yet when he was here over the summer, and he was saying that if they can execute it properly, then it could be a huge deal. But if they mess it up, then all of a sudden, you know, it's like they, they have one chance at this, right? So what, what, what was your thoughts on the execution of, um, you know, the bigger commitment to, to um, women's football in, in, in the new FC? Yeah, so I have been a part of the process of 
getting them into the game. And I think that and this this might be a big statement, but I think this is one of the best things that could ever happen to women's football. Because if you look previously, they were only in a few modes and it was only international clubs for a while. And so they're now an ultimate team, which means that you can pack them. And if, you, if you're not used to the game, you open up packs and it's anyone. You could get anywhere from... Mm-hmm. R9 Ronaldo to Mia Hamm, who doesn't play anymore, to Alex Morgan, Megan Rapino, that sort of thing, right? And the thing about FIFA is that there might be the most obscure player. There. So Ryan Kent, he plays in a in a lower division league a couple of years ago. He turned out to be an insane card in FIFA. And he's kind of like a cult classic, right? Like everyone didn't know who he was, but because he's so good in FIFA, everyone knows. Same exact thing correlates over to the women's game. The majority of the players probably don't know 99% of those women that were in there before they were added into Ultimate Team. But now that they're in there, they know them so well. They know which foot they shoot on. They know which team they play for. They know transfers that are happening. And so just purely based on visibility, it's the best thing to ever happen to women's football. And honestly, they did it really, really well. I I was very, very worried. Like you said, they could have been very bad, right? Because... You compare the physicality of men and women. They're playing on the same virtual pitch. Can <laughs> People always give the example, right? Like Wendy Reynard is mm-hmm. a really, really good center back. Yep. Can she jump as high as Virgil van Dijk? If you have them next to each other and she's defending against Holland, like how is that going to work? Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't know. And at the end of the day, they did a really good job because the cards are really usable. People want to play with them. And... That's what I was worried about, right? Like people only end up using the men's cards, but I mean, people I, every every day I see an Alex Boteas, I see a Caroline Graham Hansen, Sophia Smith in every single game that I that I play on a daily basis. And so overall, I think they did really, really well, and it's only going to grow too, right? As we get more transfers in the IRL scene, people are going to be excited about those. They're going to be like, all right, how can I fit this into my ultimate team? Um, like with the moves with Gotham FC, we see a lot of transfers yeah. there, and like people yeah. are ta- people are talking about that. Which, in in my community, right in the FIFA community, they would have never been talking about that before. Mm-hmm. And the biggest example is with Ballandora, right? I don't think if they looked at that top ten list, they wouldn't be able to name one or two. They know Alex Morgan, they know yeah. Megan Rapino, the people who are very very outspoken in the women's football mm-hmm. community, but. Would they have known Pop? Would they have known even Bowen Mati? I don't think they would have mm. known her unless they obviously follow women's football very, very closely. But they knew all 10 of those women on that list. And it's 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 very influential. And I'm really, really glad that EA did it because it wasn't easy too. because that's hundreds of different face scans and items right. and research that they had to put into the game to make it happen. And yeah, I, I was a very happy camper when the game came, came out. That's for sure. Yeah, and using like FIFA as like a gateway into the the sport, um, I feel like is a very real thing, especially maybe in the U.S. Like this is just from my experience growing up here, where maybe you don't grow up a huge soccer fan, but you get FIFA, and all of a sudden you know, like you mentioned, like the, the cult hero players. Like um, for for me, like the brief time I played, it was uh, Quaresma who had five star skills, and so you could do all these crazy, you know, this crazy these crazy stuff with him. When he wasn't maybe the most well known player, but like among the people who I play FIFA with, like oh yeah, bro, like you got to play Portugal, you got to put him because I don't even think he was a starter. Um, so like maybe having more play like women's players in the game and use them as kind of like a gateway to people who are already fans of the game people who are already kind of diehards and and are 
playing FIFA on a daily basis, or uh, sorry, FC on a daily <coughs> basis. But now that they see these these names and they, they get more recognition and they say, oh, you know, she's got five star weak foot, or you know, like you know, all this, all these like kind of um, uh, attributes and qualities that they have to their game and becomes more f familiar with them, even if they're not going to be watching women's football on a, on a daily basis or on, you know, even pay attention to it, they still know that in their head that, okay, I know who this player is when they mention him on a, in a headline or they see him on a highlight. Um, uh, I feel like that's a lot to, that, that's a big thing to, to grow the game because just from my experience here growing up, like, like people get into the game through the video games, even but if they're not soccer. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, with Ultimate Pro, you can have the best players, but that doesn't mean uh, you're going you're gonna to be the best, you're going to be the best team. It's still, as you guys say, you got to have some thumbs. Um, so I know I've talked talking to friends, they, they talk about uh, how hard it is to become Ultimate, get them Ultimate Pro packages in these tournaments because people will go one up and then just defend for the rest of the game <laughs> and, and get so mad. And this is like my friends are hitting 40 already, like, because <laughs> this kid defended for 80 minutes after his first goal. No, I mean, it happens. I think every year there's different, like, metas. And just because you do have the best items in the game, it you could easily do, like you said, like, you could go park the bus, one depth, that sort of thing, and, and win out a game like that. But at the, at the end of the day, I just think that you could build the best possible squad in the world, both past and present. But also, you want to build a squad that, like, represents you. So, like, personally for me, I'm never going to have a Manchester United player on my team. It goes against my morals. I'm not going right. to do that. <laughs> but also, like, I also owe it to myself. I constantly have at least three women on my team because I want to make sure that I'm, like, choosing the best options as possible. So everyone's super different in terms of how they build their team. Um, and I find it really interesting. And I, I enjoy talking to people about which cards they end up using because at the end of the day, there's, like, there's thousands of people we could choose. And like dozens of people who have five-star weak foot. And so I think it's just really, really fun to, I, I, I could sit here and talk to someone who actually plays a game of FIFA for like three hours and not get bored, but yeah. <laughs> so you will never have Davis on your team? Who? Davis. Oh, um, I mean. <laughs> he played for both teams. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, okay, if he, if he play, he or she plays for Manchester, has played for Man City, I will have him on my team, but that, that one's a little yeah. bit iffy for me. <laughs> yeah, we promised no gotcha moments, but maybe that was, that was our version of, of, of one right there. <laughs> um, so, so. I mean, we've we've already been fumbling over the name o over the past, you know, whatever thirty odd minutes. Has was that a big deal? Was that a big difference? And because I know that was huge news when when it happened, and um, the, you know, the, like I, I think FIFA was asking for an exorbitant amount of money for you know the the naming rights and and all that. But has it has it been like a has people like backed out of the game because it's not called FIFA anymore? Or like, it, what what has been the overall reaction to the, the name change? The thing is, like, the only difference is that we're calling it something different. And is it hard to get used to it? And do I still sometimes sometimes slip up and call it FIFA? Yeah, but that's the only that's the only difference. In they're saving so much money, and I truly think that they are taking that money and investing it in places that need it. That's developing the gameplay. That's making sure that the women's cards are fully to the best of their abilities, and they're saving so much money not being associated with FIFA. And I don't think people really care anymore. Like we're, we're yeah. now used to calling it FC. We're not like, it's really not that big of a deal. The transition was way less intense than I thought it was gonna be. Yeah, I, I, I think 
FIFA, especially like the PR, like that's been surrounding what FIFA has been all about. I feel like it might even be a good thing to not be associated right. with that too. So yeah. it might be, a, it might even be a win-win for 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 EA. For the last years, all the Minecraft things that FIFA has done, um, just tournaments that you're like, why, why another soccer tournament? Um, so you, you you can see it, but it, it does it does hurt because I I remember growing up FIFA. Uh, the first FIFA I played was FIFA 2000. I just knew if I cut right uh, outside of that 18 hit. It was oh, it was gonna be circle. 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 It was gonna be ninety percent, ninety percent chance is going is going in. So um, just remember, do you remember playing PlayStation? Like, so the nostalgia on it is, it's, it kind of mm. sucks from a nostalgic perspective. I can yeah, see. yeah, that's true. But then again, at some point, you just kind of get used to the name change. But then again, at the same time, I do like that's all I think about, like FIFA back in the day with my brother, my my brother and his friends, or my cousin. So. It does hurt, but at the same time, it's kind of like, like you said, Casey, like you just get used to it still being what it is, regardless of the name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so like I mentioned earlier, a lot of the stuff that we do like concerns stuff outside of the pitch. Like when we interview players, we always ask, you know, what they're listening to, what their play pregame playlists are. Do you have like a pregame playlist that before you go on a stream to get you hyped up for? Uh, for you know whatever like a three four hour session like are you getting hyped up are you are you playing you know like uh, what wh- what goes into your uh, playlist when before to, to hype you up so I wouldn't say it's pre um, because I th- I'm normally watching other streamers before I go live um, but I curate my whole playlist for my four hour stream um, and so I really really enjoy my playlist but I listen to anything from Afrobeats to Latin music to like tiktok songs because they sometimes request that <laughs> uh, <laughs> if, if it's like really stuck in my head you know i'll, I'll just grab right. a song from tiktok um but i'm su- i'm super into Afrobeats right now um and then sometimes lot music yeah yeah i think the good thing for you is that you have people who you interact with that also give you recommendations or they put you onto things that you get to enjoy because of them yeah, That's sometimes their suggestions aren't so great. Yeah. Sometimes they request like Glory Glory Men United and I'm like, oh, right. <laughs> oh no, no. <laughs> I guess um that was some another question I wanted to ask you. So you you know, like you're on multiple platforms on social media. Mm. You know, you you do long hours of streaming and you're watching other streamers. How do you balance like your content for each of your platforms, but also how do you balance just multiple social media worlds and just navigation navigating all of that yeah i think i take it day by day some days i'm like i need to put all my energy into my live streaming and making sure that i'm i'm streaming long hours and giving 100 percent energy and the next day i'm like no i truly think that like maybe my long form on youtube's better and i need to be repurposing my content for short form so it, it honestly, it changes on a day-to-day basis. And sometimes there's different trends that I really want to like jump on. So I'll give more effort into Instagram reels. And so mm. it's just making sure that I'm in, I'm in tune to whatever is going to be the best use of my time. Because at the end of the day, you only have 24 hours in the day. And I also need to sleep and eat. <laughs> and so I, I need alive. to make sure. Yeah, like you, you got you to gotta make sure that the precious minutes that you are putting forth into whatever content you're making is going to go the longest way, but also you still want to make sure that you're happy doing it. And so it, it honestly, every single day it changes. And sometimes I'm, I'm doing stuff for sponsors as well. And they're asking for a very specific thing. And so it's just, I think you, sometimes you have to look backwards 
and assess your day and be like, was that worth each minute of what I'm doing? Am I am I putting all of my energy into the right place that day? And then if, if I'm like, yeah, maybe I should have put more time into that the next day, I'm like, all right, let's fix that the next day. Mm-hmm. And then we change it up. So it's just learning on the fly, I think. Yeah. And do you edit all of your content as well? I do. Yeah. Um, so I taught I taught myself that through YouTube. And <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like the best editor in the world, but like I could make a good TikTok. Right. And I can make a decent long form YouTube video. <laughs> well, props to you because to balance all of that and to also edit your own content that takes hard work and dedication. So shout out to you for doing all of that and balancing all of that together. Thanks. Is there, is there, anything, is there anything you like to do Aside. without n- not in the streaming world? Just something for yourself. Something you're just reading books. What do you do just outside of this space? Um, I mean, I work out. I like to go to the gym. And I like to read. I was just talking to my stream about it yesterday. They're like, what, what do you do after your streams? And I was like, oh, I, I kind of, I, I read a lot. Mm-hmm. And they're like, wow, you're such a nerd. But I, I, <laughs> I, I genuinely enjoy reading because I'm at a screen all day long. And so to pick up an actual like paper oh. book, I feel like it just like resets my mind. And I, I, I honestly get headaches from looking at a screen all day. I'm either looking at a screen playing a video game, looking at a screen editing, or like if I'm on a Zoom call, and so I feel like the book resets me, which I really yeah. Like. Mm. yeah. Do you have like techniques to kind of like exercise your eyes or like your fingers for because you're on like the computer all day? Um, so I, I tried like blue light glasses. Didn't really notice a difference from that. Uh, some days like this is such like a gamer thing, but like genuinely my thumbs hurt. And yeah. so I'll take I'll take a break if I'm just pushing it too much. But other than that, no, like I'll maybe like stretch my fingers a bit, but you gotta get <laughs> a cold plunge, a, a hand cold plunge. That's funny. Um, no, but Casey, thank you uh, so much uh, for, for taking the time to, to speak to us. I know, um, like you said, you got a million different things going on. And, um, you know, I, I apologize for, for keeping you in front of a screen for, for a little bit longer. Than, but we appreciate your time. Yeah, we appreciate all yeah. the knowledge you gave us I actually have a well. question for you. Yeah, no, no, go I, ahead. Yeah, 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 go ahead. Because I used to work in education. I used to work with kids. And back in the day, like the only way I could get a kid, one one specific student in mind, the only way I could get him to do like one math problem was if I let him watch a YouTube video. Mind you, he was playing me because one YouTube video is like 10 <laughs> minutes long and the math problem was like a two second answer and he knew the answer. So he was playing me the whole time. But that was literally the only way I could engage him. And I remember he him telling me like, when I grow up, I want to be a gamer. And I was like, OK, but you have to do your homework if you want to get that far. Um, and also this was at a point where like gaming and YouTubing wasn't really, um, a means of like living and, and being able to like live off of, you know, that kind of platform. So there was aspirations and there were, and, and to this day, there are young people who want to be gamers, who want to be on YouTube, who want to be holding like some sort of social media platform. So what would your advice be to the, to those young folks who want to make it to where you are and are looking for the opportunity to make that happen for themselves. Yeah, I think that at the end of the day, a lot of people think that it's just playing the video game. And that is a very big aspect of it, but there's a lot more that goes into it. And I do think that going to school helps you learn those extra skills so that you are, I mean, at the end of the day, you also have to create a business, right? So you do have to learn a few skills outside. You could be cracked at a video game, but that's only gonna get you so far. And so you also have to learn how to interact with people and have communication skills. And so definitely 
like diversify yourself and not just rely only on the video game because I mean like like I said I worked I worked six years before I went straight into that and so I do think that there's a lot of worth into having a backup plan as well but also following your dreams because if that's what you want to do it doesn't matter if someone's going to look at you and be like video games like you can't make a living off of that you definitely mm -hmm. can you could be mm -hmm. a professional gamer you could get a full ride scholarship you could be a content creator and so if you want to do it you definitely can do it and achieve those dreams but make sure that you're also being successful in other ways in life and not just relying only on the video game because it's not just what you can do with your thumbs you gotta you gotta be smart about it and mm -hmm. making sure that you have you're the full package <laughs> i appreciate that that was well said and I definitely didn't have those words when I was with him, but I'll probably send him this video. Yeah, that, that is great. That's great advice. I told my nephew to drop out and keep playing more games. So <laughs> that's I'm, not I'm, how to do it. I'm happy you came with a better answer. <laughs> He's doing Project Mbappe, but for video I games. <laughs> you got to play more, more, more and more. Oh my! But I'm glad you asked that, uh, Bridge, because that's that. I feel like that's 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 a great uh, topic to get into. But um, Casey, before we we wrap up, you want to just tell people where to find you um, on on your different platforms? Sure. Um, so I go by Shy Case. The Shy is short for Chicago. It's C H I underscore K A C E E. But I'm on Twitch, TikTok, YouTube, all of that. And I do have a brand new show coming up. It's called FC and Chats, where I have some footballers on and some people in the soccer space, and we play a, a lot of FIFA FC. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> correcting myself there. Um, but yeah, it's a cool show. If you guys want to tune in, it's live on Twitch, and then I repost it on YouTube. So nice. Cool. All right, I've seen chats. We'll definitely um, check that out for sure. And um, you know, we've been we've been following you from from a bit of a distance in uh, in the past. So it's great to, to to connect and 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 finally get a chance to to to, to chat with you one on, uh, I guess three on one. But um, <laughs> thank you again so much for for taking the time to to chat with us. Um, we're gonna be following you uh, in your journey in in the in the space moving forward. Um, and we got a lot of stuff coming up too. So so keep it t tuned in. And we appreciate all who've been listening and following this far. Um, um, but uh, for Casey Anderson, Julio Matarosa, Bridget Flores, I'm Randy Abushala. This has been the Urban Pitch Podcast, the beautiful game of life. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.